0: Just go to Indeed.com/slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: KC Laboratory. Sponsored by
2: Emprise Bank. It's the KC Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank. M-Prize debit cards are contact, secure and faster than ever so fast they are giving Matty lane a run for his money emprise mm-hmm. bank member fdic quick super quick super agile is mighty
1: lane find him on twitter at chief in carolina what's good buddy mighty lane i like this i get a new nickname i get to be put into the quick emprise like this is a good day like I mean, i'm, I'm good you know, all right. I'm leaning in your own bit. You're the young spry one in this group. Oh, I'm glad you. you The only thing, you just got to work pliable into two. Work pliable in real quick, and then we can keep going.
2: I think you could give the cheetah a run for his money. And you could, uh, you could, and I think you could give these uh, contactless secured faster than ever cards from Emprise Bank. Uh, a run for its money as well. And
1: I'm quick. I'm young. I don't know if I'm that quick and that young. Greg, um, though, <laughs> no, we, we got to move on from, you know, showering me with all these. Yes, we phrases. do. So yes. Let's let's get to the big institution himself. I hear that you're in the market to become one of the next new chief super fans. The Redstitution, I believe, is the rumor floating around the Twitter sphere. Um, How did this come about? Can you give us the origin story of the Redstitution?
3: Sure, absolutely. I can give you the origin of the story of the Redstitution. You guys suck and like to give me crap all the time. <laughs> let's talk about the Titans.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the Titans who do not suck. And the Chiefs are facing a very interesting opponent. And, all right, guys, I, I, before we get into offense and defense talk that we normally get into, I, I have this kind of overarching just thought. You know, this feels like the perfect litmus test at the perfect time. this football team it's a road game against a kind of an up and down appointment opponent that maybe not beat, maybe isn't to the same consistency that we've seen the teams that they've lost to three times these four and one first place teams uh these four and two now for five and one you know four and two first place teams that we've seen this team go up against and um i know that the i know the titans just beat the bills and i think that's actually a great little addition to this litmus test i don't think these guys are in the same tier i think they have the capability to hang with the chiefs but this is perfect because you know we want to see them beat a good football team a above average football team and i think this is exactly what the tennessee titans present the chiefs at the right time and on the road
1: this is such a weird opponent because when you kind of look through what they've done they they got blown out by the first good team they played now is the arizona cardinals to start the year and the cardinals have kind of caught everybody by surprise this year so like no harm no foul but then they played the seahawks the colts the jaguars were like their next three wins there was a loss to the jets mixed in there like what are you getting with that team that what is the schedule to where you get blown out by the one good team lose to the jets and then you know you're beating up on a bunch of just not quality teams then you come out you hang with the bills and you beat them at the last second. I don't know what to make of the Titans. I feel this way every single year about the Titans. They're always there. They're always just hanging around. They're right there. They're good enough to beat good teams, but they're also bad enough to lose to bad teams. And so if you're the Chiefs, if you want to maintain some level of kind of Super Bowl hope, some kind of like Super Bowl expectations, I do think this is a game that you do have to take care of. And if it ends, it's not you it weren't the Bills. The Bills had a huge like you know foothold on the one seed kind of going on through this process. They could afford to have a down game. They just had their Super Bowl. They beat the Chiefs. Like they won their Super Bowl for the time being. It was acceptable to have a down game. The Chiefs can't do that to the Titans. They have to play you know one of their best games. And if they do so, they should win. It's just a matter of will they do that?
3: It feels like this team is consistently the gatekeeper into the upper echelon of the AFC teams. And I don't mean that as a knock. Like, I mean, I feel like they're like, like right here, like it's the chiefs and the bills last year, the Browns were up there, but you know, the Titans are just right there with the rest of those teams, despite, you know, maybe never getting over the hump. That being said beating the bills is getting over the hump. Like that's a massive win for this football team. They come in, you know, beat up on the Chiefs a little bit, you know, don't come in. Chiefs go to Nashville, get beat up a little bit. Um, Tennessee Titans are going to be rolling, and they got reason to to kind of hold their head high in that situation because they beat two of the AFC's best teams, and the Chiefs are going to have a lot of questions to ask. So, yeah, it, it's a very important game for both sides here. It's a weird one and it is massive. And we're going to talk
2: all about it. We're going to talk about the offensive side of the football first. And we just got done seeing an outstanding second half offensively from this team. Patrick Mahomes starting to look like himself a little bit. Swag is back. Can they keep
1: that swag going, Maddie? That's the big question. That is the million-dollar question. Because like I said, when we recapped kind of the win over the Washington football team, we talked about how starting the game, the Chiefs' offense looked pretty good. They came out. They were doing what they wanted to do. I don't think it was the same as the game ended. But as the game went on, you see them get a little bit more confident. And just some of the throws, some of the plays the Chiefs were executing down the stretch, you really had to feel like they were back a little bit. There was throws into tighter windows. There was some Patrick Mahomes making magic. There was good run plays mixed in. There was some other night, all their same basic stuff. It was just the way the offense was going looked better. Can they keep that up? Can you get more than two and a quarters of that kind of play? Because if so, look out. Okay, then you really start to put the rest of the NFL on notice. If Patrick Mahomes comes out and plays like he did in the second half of that Washington football team game, no turnovers, throwing touchdowns, running around like a man with his hair on fire, making ridiculous cross-body throws, <laughs> whether the play exists or not, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, the rest of the NFL will take note of that because right now, I do think everyone's scared of the Chiefs' offense. But you also know if you give them enough opportunities, they will shoot themselves in the foot. You remove that away from it, and just all of a sudden, you have this confident offense back. I don't think anybody in the AFC wants to see that.
3: No, definitely not. And yeah, the teams are doing to the Chiefs what the Chiefs have done just play quality football. Take care of the ball. Wait for the other team to make a mistake. The Chiefs are the ones that are making the mistakes right now. Now, Patrick Mahomes can very easily get his swag back in this game. This Titans secondary is uh, depleted is not a a significant enough word for this. They are dealing with some serious attrition in their secondary. They are very, very deep into their depth chart. So there's going to be some very favorable matchups these Chiefs weapons, you're going to see a lot of guys that are going to get a lot of opportunities to get open. Even if the Titans try and lay back, kind of flood the coverage, everything like that, there's still going to be holes. There's still going to be areas for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to find some space there, find the ball. Patrick Mahomes needs a good, consistent game where he takes care of the ball throughout and looks good doing it. Even if the Chiefs are in a dogfight this entire game. They lose a close one at the end here. Patrick Mahomes having a, you know a nuclear game is arguably more important, just because you need him to get that swagger and keep that swagger. They need to win though. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I think
3: yeah. yeah I think There's a lot to be said
2: about you know and you know putting some fear back into teams a little bit too, and continuing to put the pressure on teams. And it's it's we're not you know there is. I don't want to say there's something wrong with the offense. Their their points per possession. We're gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about that here in a second. But their points per possess, possession leads the the world. Uh, they're unprecedentedly awesome. They're one of the better offenses ever, and there's room for growth, which we'll talk about later. Um, but it does feel like game script and some of that stuff. Like the Chiefs need to kind of put some pressure in and and add some fear into the formula for some of these teams and. I think this game could go a long way in doing that for sure. Uh, and if it's gonna happen, you gotta protect Patrick Mahomes. And I will say this there's a lot to be excited about with him outside of structure, uh, especially, you know, seeing what you saw last week. But that doesn't mean that, you know, they 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 don't need to, you know, try to take care of business within the structure of the offense. And like we were talking, we were talking about this a little bit before the show. This is a very good front. Uh that you know, the Titans have tried to. It's probably a sneaky good front. The Titans have really tried to, you know, continue to to push and overhaul that group because they've needed it. <laughs> I mean, that's been a big issue for them, you know, historically has been able to generate pressure consistently and they're starting to do a little bit more of that.
1: You look across this front, Harold Landry, I think having one of the best starts of his NFL career, he's looking great. Bud Dupree, when he is healthy, he has a lot of juice. I don't think he's the most complete pass rusher in the entire NFL, but he's really good at what he does. You pair that kind of dynamic ability on the outside with Jeffrey Simmons and Denico Autry, who can kick inside and play, you know, as a little bit of a three tack at times on the interior. They can put together really good passers like those four guys across the board. Maybe they're not all household names to a casual NFL fan, but they're really, really good. So if you're the Chiefs, you got to rely on this offensive line to play as good as they did last week. I mean, Washington football team, also very good defensive line. I don't Mm -hmm. think there was too many issues with the Chiefs' pass protection. Yeah, there was some plays where a guy got through here and a guy got through there. Everybody listening, I hope you've joined the KCS and Discord because Craig I and I believe Kent just broke down a little bit of Mike Rimmers on a film room for you guys last night before you got to listen to this. So you got to look at Mike Rimmers and pass protection and just how that was kind of a step up and what they had from Lucas Niang the couple weeks prior. So you hope to keep getting stuff like that because they really did. They helped Patrick Mahomes. They gave him escape lanes when he needed it. They gave him a comfortable pocket to step up into at times when he needed it. They're going to need to bring that exact same level of play against this defensive front, or it's going to get ugly and it'll get ugly quick.
3: Yeah. And I'm, you know, as good as Jeff. Simmons is he's an excellent player he's having an excellent <coughs> year right now you better uh, not sleep up, my guy <laughs> yeah, I know you. yeah no I as good as they are I actually have a lot of faith in this interior offensive line that's what I was gonna say they they've gone up against a lot of good defensive tackles this year and they've largely held their own against the majority of them the spots that I'm worried there are with you know you've got uh where you've got Bud Dupree, you've got Harold Landry on the outside. Guys that can win with a little bit of speed, can win with a little bit of bend at the top. So I am really keeping an eye on Orlando Brown, Mike Rimmers getting beat around the edge. Patrick Mahomes can't drift this game. Those guys will be sitting and waiting at the top of his drop. He can't drift back this game. So that means the interior offensive line has to play well against that good front. And those offensive tackles, have to make sure that they don't allow that that corner to get turned at nine yards you know keep forcing them up push them to 11 push them to 12 just keep pushing them up the arc because those guys can win with speed so that's not something that the chiefs have seen a ton of so far it's been a lot of power guys a lot of good pass rushers but pure speed guys haven't seen as many of those so i'm really curious to see how those offensive tackles hold up i'm fascinated Uh, if the
2: Titans play a lot of soft coverage, it seemed like they're playing a decent amount of that last week against the Bills. I'm curious to see, especially, you know, with the beat up second day, if they're just going to try to keep everything in front of them, which could really help mitigate a little bit of that pass rush too. So things could get really interesting there and it could be beneficial. to The chiefs, they could, they could get a lot of yards between the twenties, but it's going to come down to something that has been plaguing them. Good God for the entirety of the season, this team is making some of the worst turnovers you possibly can with the worst timing that you possibly can. In every way, you can turn the football over. It is remarkable. And we talked a little bit about the offense and the offense performance. And I don't want to say that this offense has been bad and, oh no, Patrick Mahomes has lost everything. There was a different swag. There was an undeniable swag and the Chiefs started acting like the team that we know they are in the second half of that game. But here's a fun stat for you. The points per drive uh, this year. The Kansas City Chiefs, 3.07 points per drive. This is from Marcus Mosher on Twitter. The Buffalo Bills, 2.84. That's a, like, the, the gap between the Chiefs and the Bills is a bigger gap between the Bills and the sixth best team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Chiefs, despite horrendous turnover rates, are the best offense in football. And they are turnovers away, really horrendous, plus territory turnovers away, drops, fumbles, straight up fumbles. Patrick Mahomes forgetting, you know, having, you know, whatever that was against Washington. <laughs> these plays are, are what have given these teams hope. And we, I, I swear we've been talking about it every week, but it, it, can't, be, it can't continue to be evergreen. It cannot. This is, at some point, this has to stop because it's the only thing keeping this team from literally a dang near uns- unstoppable. It has, uh, there's there's got to be an emphasis placed because I guarantee you the Titans will be, will be looking at the formula for how, how teams have stayed in this game. And part of that formula is fine. You know what? We'll, we're willing to limit the explosive plays, but we're going to go after that football when they get in plus territory. That's, that's what's been happening and and sometimes it's self-inflicted. Both of those, they, they've got to put an emphasis
1: on it at some point here pretty quick. I think it's really hard because we've spent the last you know week talking about getting their swagger back, getting more confident. I don't know how you maintain that confidence and also instill um fear overturning the ball over because it seems like that's been a big focus this year is don't turn the ball over work on the quick game take what's there don't force it this has been the mantra that is being pushed over and over again by the entire team and I'm not saying it's right or wrong but when that's what you're pushing out there over and over again how do you feel as a player 100% confident how if you're Patrick Mahomes who is a gunslinger he wants to push the ball down the field a little bit he wants to make big plays How do you have confidence to play how you want to play when every single press conference that comes out, you or your coach or your offensive coordinator are talking about not doing that. So like, I think it's a very delicate balancing act. And I do think that's played a part in some of these turnovers from Patrick Mahomes specifically is that he is a little concerned. He's a little worried. He's a little hesitant to just unleash some of these passes that need to go. I think you've seen some passes float on him. You've seen him try some throws that he probably doesn't need to Looking at Washington football whatever that was. It's like, there's clearly some issues that they have. It's just, I think it's a delicate balance to harp on turnovers and not committing them or not making these mental mistakes. And also telling this team to play how they want to. This team has always had bad ball security because they have a lot of really good playmakers. You want to look at the most dynamic players throughout NFL history. They don't have the best ball security. Most of these guys carry the ball kind of loosely. I'm assuming somebody a lot smarter than me can talk about how that allows them to create more uh, change of direction, force, and momentum, and all this different nonsense. But you just look at guys that are dynamic. They don't carry the ball super tight. It's just not how they move. So that's the entire Chiefs roster. That's just what it is. I think it's really hard to rein that in and keep the same level of play they've had. The good news. The Tennessee Titans have exactly one player who's good at forcing turnovers. And his name's Kevin Bayard. So you just avoid him. This is not a team that creates a lot of plays. Like, they're not a defense that turns out a lot of plays in terms of turning the ball over. So, yeah, avoid him for a little bit, you know, over the deep set safety spot in the middle of the field, and you're probably good because, like, not a lot of other guys in this team are coming down with a lot of footballs.
3: Okay, so Maddie's advice is to avoid the safety that's everywhere, all over the field. Just avoid him, no, and, and and you're good. Now this, you, you see it a little bit, you know, it's definitely on their mind. They're definitely being grilled about it a ton. It's, it's the point where I think you feel like this offense is pressing a little bit. They're pressing to try and force things to happen, to prove that they can do it without these turnovers. They're just, they're, they're pressing to make too much happen to try and overcome for maybe a poor defense to overcome for the turnover that they already, you know, committed earlier on in the game it's just a constant amount of pressing just like if you listen to me talk about it I'm constantly pressing you Mr. Franchisee or Mrs. Franchisee to get a Macadoodles up here we need a Macadoodles in the Kansas City area we need you to press this Macadoodles as quickly as possible up to Kansas City because You got to get one up there. You got a built-in fan base. Trust me, I see it every single week all over social media. People visiting, traveling to go to McAdoodles. Bring one to Kansas City. Reap the benefits. Take advantage of the best liquor store that you can possibly invest in. Put one in Kansas City. Get a hold of Roger. Info at macadoodles.com, And get rid of me pressing you put a macadoodles up here wonderfully done craig
2: all right players to watch on offense who you got craig
3: i mean it, it's been a little while since we've had a tyree kill game right i think it's about time for a massive tyree kill game who in this titan secondary can run with tyree kill not very many people
1: maddie you got one I was going to say, it's certainly not Chris Jackson or Elijah Molden, who are their two primary (laughs) slot defenders right now. And guess who's playing a lot in the slot right now?
3: (laughs) Tyree Kill. Obviously, Kevin Bayard is very good. We'll try and keep a lid on everything, and they're going to try and bracket him. But you're going to get a couple opportunities to get Tyree Kill into space and get him to take advantage of the vertical ability that he has. And as Kent said, you're also probably going to see a lot of soft coverage to try and protect some of these guys. Guess what? Tyreek Hill is great at breaking off a route underneath, too. I expect volume targets to Tyree Kill, and I think Patrick Mahomes is going to lean on him a lot in this game.
1: That's a great pick. I'm sticking to the same position. I'm doing it. Josh Gordon, this is the week. This is the week that I believe at least two of us said this is the Josh it. Gordon week. This is the week we said it was coming. Yeah, he's got on the field before now. Yeah, he had a great catch. But this is the week that I think he actually gets some utilization. And I do think it helps, unfortunately, that Jody Fortson did suffer an injury. But I think if you were looking for somebody to replace what Jody Fortson was doing, and he was getting a larger and larger role in the receiving game, you're looking for the next closest guy to that skill set. It's Josh Gordon. He might even be simply better at that same skill set. But they share similar skill sets. So if you want to throw a slot fade to somebody on this team, if it's not Jody Fortson, I mean, you know the next guy up. It's Josh Gordon. This is the week you get him working against Janoris Jenkins on the outside. Even Christian Fulton, who I think is a good corner, I don't think either one of those guys have the size, the length to stop him from these contested catch situations. I think this is the week that we actually do see some plays dedicated for Josh Gordon, and he can actually put an impact on this game through you know within the structure of the play and not just a broken play making a leaping catch over the middle of the field.
2: I'm gonna go with Mike Remmers for a litany of reasons. First. Shocker, I think he's going to start this week, and it has nothing to do with an injury to the offensive line. He was speaking to the media this week, by the way. I think it's pretty it's pretty well established. Mike Remmers is going to be starting at right tackle this week. I'm curious to see the confidence level when Patrick Mahomes continues, if some of the comfortability and the escape routes and some of that natural movement skills roll into his right feels a little bit more established because Mike Remmers is back in the mix over there uh that is it's not even this isn't even as much about mike Remmers as about the idea that mike remers is on the field because i think there's a lot of interesting factors with all of this you know the 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 in the quote-unquote injury to lucas D. yang and patrick mahomes and how he performed in his level of confidence and comfortability is there something to that with the fact that mike remers is there you know that's it's going to be worth watching because i think there was it was pretty evident that mike Remmers was um uh, was a a welcome sight, let's say it, it appeared to Patrick Mahomes. All right, let's talk about the defensive side of the football. And I don't know if you guys remember this: is you know there's this there's this guy named Derrick Henry, and he's pretty good at football, uh, and he's an absolute freight train. And the Chiefs came to Nashville during the year they won the Super Bowl. Got bopped. Patrick Mahomes' first game back from injury. Derrick Henry ran all over him. Bop so is aggressive him. for that game. Uh, it was a close game. Yeah, he, he, no, Eric he Henry bopped. was great. He Eric in. Henry was great. That was He's the last great. time you know we saw Chris Jones at defensive end. There did not go well. Um, this week, or uh, sorry, the AFC Championship game, the the mantra for that team, kill the engine, really, you know, really, you know, tackling through the legs, physicality through the legs. That was a common theme that you saw for. You know, trying to slow down the freight train that is Derrick Henry, and it seemed to work in that game. Granted, it was in the cold, but they were really able to—they—they kind of kept him at bay a little bit differently than teams have in the past.
3: Yeah, um, you know, yeah, they preached kill the engine. I mean, take his legs out, kill the engine, guys. I think the engine got an upgrade this year. I don't—I don't know if you watched <laughs> Derrick Henry, but it seems like it's got more horsepower somehow. I—I I mean. Hell, I'm losing sleep about, about how to defend Derrick Henry. I can't imagine. He looks phenomenal right yes. now. I, I, he, he really, truly does look phenomenal. And it's it, it's a testament to what he does off the field every single year, that he can take the beating that he does, that he can continue to come back and be bigger, faster, stronger every single year. This is tough for this Chiefs defense. I uh, There are there are a lot of players on this chief defense that have struggled with tackling this year. That's a simple fact. Nick Bolton's not one of them. I expect him to get a lot of snaps this week. And I hope that he's up to the task. Um, but the safeties chief safeties have not been particularly great tackling this year. And I mean, uh, that's, Micah Hyde got baptized last week and <laughs> came up with a stop. I don't know that I can expect the same out of these guys. And I completely understand it. So it's going to take a team effort. It's not going to be as simple as, yeah, just hit him low and you know, you can drag him to the ground. That's not how that works. So you got to have lots of guys rallying to the ball. You can't let him get up ahead of steam. You just can't do some of the things that the chiefs have very specifically done this season <laughs> on defense against Derek Henry and expect this to go. Well, it, it, everybody's just got to take it up an extra notch here, wrap up gang tackle, You know, do all these things. We're going to get into more of this here in a little bit, but as far as just stopping him alone, You just got to be so much better than you've been so far this year.
1: Stopping Derrick Henry something, something. We talked about how the Chiefs were able to do that in the championship game on the way to the Super Bowl. I wonder if that was kind of a, a turning point of Derrick Henry's career because last year after the Ravens had faced the Titans in the playoffs and they had Michael Pierce gave an interview, one of the defensive tackles for the Ravens, gave an interview and just kind of said like, yeah, Derrick Henry, the big thing about him is he will sit there and do nothing for three quarters, and he'll never you know, be concerned by it. He will run into piles and piles of people for three quarters. He doesn't care because he just keeps running. And I do wonder if that was a mindset shift for him after that Chiefs game because that's kind of what it was. Nothing was happening early on. He was taking hits to the legs. He was getting hit in the thighs. He was being chopped down. And you could kind of see he didn't really want that smoke later in the game. It seems like that's flipped. Now – These past two seasons, then later in the year it gets, Derrick Henry's turning it up. And later in the game it gets, Derrick Henry turns it up. He's one of the biggest unicorns at the running back position. The guy's the size of old school linebackers, if not bigger. And he's probably the most feared guy in the open field. It's not Jamal Charles. It's not Barry Sanders. It's not any of these fast, quick guys you can think of. The last person you want to see coming at you, full head of steam, or the last guy you want to try to chase down on the field is Derrick Henry. There's a joke going around that Patrick Mahomes 40 times is just a little bit faster than the guy chasing him. And it's funny. It's true. He always seems to be moving just faster. You know who else I've never seen get chased down from behind? 280-pound Derrick Henry. Have you ever (laughs) seen anybody catch him? nobody catches him and then if you do if you happen to have an angle and you catch up to him you get stiff armed into oblivion and Mm -hmm. he just keeps running at full speed the one thing and the bills did it for like three quarters how you try to stop him they're like oh let's just never let him get going we'll always keep him just barely accelerating we're gonna put a guy in every single gap guess what the moment one gap is even slightly open that man's at full speed and your safeties have absolutely no chance. So it's going to be interesting. Like I don't know how you defend. Him. We're about to talk about it. I don't know how you defend him. I don't know how you kill the engine. I don't. I think this engine just keeps going. This is one of those uh, Hiluxes that like get dropped off cliffs, cliffs, and they just pick the engine up and drop it into a new frame, and it just keeps going. I don't know how this engine ever dies.
2: Yeah, you gotta limit the runway so the engine doesn't work as much these days. So, <laughs> I mean, that's I mean that's that's part of it. You know, you got you gotta you gotta try to reduce the runway a little bit. I remember you want to know who 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 really laid the wood on the hip of Derrick Henry early in that in that Titans game, kind of set a tone. Do you remember?
3: Dance oh, I remember. Kids? Do you want to see more of him? Do you want <laughs> to see more of him? Nope
1: i don't <laughs> there was a, a lot of guys made a lot of good plays i remember writing an article about that a lot That's of guys cool. made a lot of good plays but yeah Swordson's the one that hit him but I mean, reggie Ragland got one. in there frank clark derrick there was a lot of guys that had really good run plays again defense plays against derrick henry in that game
2: who is most likely to get stiff-armed by derrick henry this week i ooh, i have ooh, the i answer. got it i got, I got, it, got it yeah, yeah everyone, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: maddie oh it's I think it's Nick Bolton and I think it's purely because he's gonna be on the field a lot and he's been good versus the run he does good getting near the ball carrier I don't think Nick Bolton's long I think Derrick Henry's got more reach I think they're about the same size and I think Derrick Henry's bigger so I think there will be a play where Bolton is trying to cut him off and he does get this like hey you're in the NFL now stiff arm
2: I think it's gonna be one
1: nah he goes low he does he's not gonna give him a chance
2: I have seen some safeties try to go low and still get stiffed armed by
3: this guy. I'm just telling you, he does, he does take a special joy, putting defenders six feet underground.
2: Yeah. Like Derek, he might've been able to get three or four more yards on that one, but he was just like, you know what? Boop. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the chiefs might have to have to try some things differently. They might have to, to, to kind of throw a lot at, at this Titans offense to try to stop the run. Don't they Craig?
3: Oh yeah. Um, uh, the, you know, talked about it there you know it, it's rather than killing the engine try and tear up the road um <laughs> but, you know, i mean really that's that's what it is try and build
1: barricades too but it's not an, an uh, arrowhead yeah. it all up. So uh, we played the I mean,
2: game in KC mo yeah <laughs> okay wait a second roads See, are roads are struggling there
3: <laughs> no um that's what it is you got to build a wall in front of him i we've talked about this you know the past couple times the chiefs have Played against Derrick Henry. It's not that he's bad outside the tackles because he's certainly not. But when you make him have to make that cut, then all of a sudden you can't, you you have a better chance at bringing him down. He can't get that full head of steam. He can't be at your safeties as your defensive ends are turning around any longer. You know, you, you have to make him adjust his path Ever so slightly. And that's what Matty talked about. That's what the Bills tried to do. But you have to stay gap sound. You have to have guys plug in every single gap. And that might mean that your linebackers are tasked with more run blitzes, with more gap control, getting downhill and saying, hey, listen, we know that there's going to be some space behind us, but we need to make sure that we get ourselves into advantageous positions where we're not having to worry about the run quite as much. You're doing it on first down. They they had Willie Gay run blitzing a lot of his downs in the base defense against the Washington football team. I would not be surprised if they get him up on the line, try and steal a gap by him slicing through. Maybe get Chris Jones upfield a little bit more, play him on the inside, try and reroute the way that Derrick Henry is going to try and get downhill, make him make a cut make him bounce to the outside, and then try and collapse on that position because Lord knows you don't want him hitting the line of scrimmage at full speed.
1: Wait, so we're about to get a lot of stats here, but here's something fun. Derrick Henry's yards per attempt on outside runs are the best of anywhere on the field right now. He's averaging to the left side, left end, 7.5 yards per attempt on 24 carries, and on 22 carries off the right end, 8 yards per carry. So they are welcoming these outside runs right now. And that's different than years past. Like this isn't something that they've always done. And like you follow that up, you look at their rush type, they're pretty much, you know, a 60-40 split of gap and zone. So it's not like you can just take away one thing. If you're going to give them nice-looking double teams, if you're going to give them some shaded guys and you open up the B-gaps for them, they'll take their double team and run a gap scheme right up the middle. They'll run power. They'll run duo right at you. If you want to try to squinch squish guys in, you want to give them good zone looks, they'll run outside zone and have Henry take it off the edge. So it's really hard to play this team and like to stop the run. I think Craig nailed something with the run blitzes. I think the Chiefs are going to have to do a lot of that. And again, it's hard, but you got to send extra guys in there. you got to plug up some gaps. I think there was a play again this last week against Washington football team that I that I highlighted. And Dan Sorensen rotated out of the box almost as the ball was snapped as Tyron Matthew stepped into it. But what it did is it completely the offensive line's plan on who they were blocking. You had guys climbing to space and nobody was accounting for Tyron Matthew. So these late shifts getting a safety or a, a slot defender into the box at the last second, it does mess with blocking a little bit. I think you pair that with some of the the run blitzes. And another big thing, defending the run from too high. I get the logic. Like, I think it's very intuitive to go ahead and load up the box with an extra safety, to mug the gaps, get your linebackers close to the line of scrimmage, try to clog everything up. But you saw it. Derek Henry's so fast when he's got ahead of steam. It just takes one play for those guys to be out of the gap and there's so much space behind it. I would almost feel more comfortable having my safety spinning into the box late, trying to stop him at four or five yards just before he gets to top speed rather than letting him hit top speed through the linebackers, you know, through the line scrimmage and running straight at them. It sounds counterintuitive, but I think that's the approach you have to take is just to put a cap on it rather than trying to attack him in the backfield.
2: Well, maybe, but <laughs> there's also something you got to consider too. This is the, this is a difficult offense specifically for the chiefs too Uh because the, the Titans showed they had a lot of success against against the Bills running play action behind the second level at defense, layered between the second and the third level of defense. AJ Brown had a couple big plays. And the thing that worries me specifically is the run throughs because you know you know AJ Brown got some really nice yards after the catch on some big runs on you know digs and and in breaking routes off of play action. And that's a big question, I think, that you're gonna see here in this game against the Titans because you know i don't know there's a ton of guys at the second level of the defense are really going to be able to create or challenge or make those lanes or those those passing lanes that much you know challenge them in any way shape or form
1: here's interesting thing with the titans they we know them as the play action team we know them as a team that lives and dies off of play action they're actually down about 10% on their play action pass attempts this year So that's a big step back from last year. I don't think it's going away, but they did lose Arthur Smith. So maybe this is a little bit of shift in offensive philosophy. They're still dangerous on it. They're still really good when they do go play action. It's just not quite as frequently. But what has stayed the same, almost 50% of Ryan Tannehill's passing attempts have gone short or intermediate over the middle of the field. They attack the middle of the field. Play action, typical drop back passes, whatever, they're throwing the ball under 20 yards to the and to the middle of the field far more than they throw to any other spot. So if you want to go back to kind of how I think you have to stop the run, spinning safeties down late, dropping them into the box late, if you do that and then they kind of settle into a robber role, I think they are in perfect position to defend where the Titans really do want to go with the football. So I think that's where you have to start to slow down Ryan Tannehill. And then the next spot, you know, if you get pressure on him, Ryan Tannehill is really not good. You pressure Ryan Tannehill, especially you pressure him early in the game. He's really not good. Like, he's really bad under pressure. So if you can get pressure on him, that's that's the first step. But I would also start with, like I said, spinning that safety down late for the run fits, and then also so that you can play a guy in that middle of the field, because that's where they are trying to get A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, if he can play, Chester Rogers, whoever it may be, that's where they're trying to attack on almost every single play. I mean,
3: you know, with as, with as much time as we spent on Derrick Henry, it, it might seem like the passing offense for the Titans is a cumber world, but it's not useless. Like, it's very, very effective. They have some legitimate weapons on that side of the ball. And so, yeah, you can't ignore it. Like, I, even though I I jokingly said, you just send guys forward and, you know, passes happening behind it. No, no, that's not how you do that. That's not what you can do to stop this offense. I do think that maybe playing a little bit more of those run blitzes, if you're going to be in the base defense, send Willie Gay and just tell him, get up field and get your eyes on the ball. Like if you can pressure Ryan Tannehill, rattle him a couple of times early when you're trying to knife into the backfield, that makes a difference. And so you can still kind of kill two birds with one stone with some of those run blitzes. But yeah, I like, I like what Maddie said there. Rotate Tyron Matthew down into, into the low hole, get him in there where we know that he's effective, have him jump around, have him pick a ball off, make, you know, make Ryan Tannehill think twice about some of those drags, some of those crossers that are coming behind when he's coming out of play action or even when he's not coming out of play action. And then, you know, hope that you can force him to throw to the boundary i know those are big receivers i know that we've seen big receivers give these cornerbacks trouble but you got Juan thornhill back there now so hopefully you can get him maybe uh maybe get over the top of one of those make a pick but force some of those lower percentage throws because the middle of the field might be a little more open than we're expecting with that run game going
2: yeah uh, Julio Jones is on this football team. We've spent 30 Ugh. minutes and we haven't even talked about the fact that is Julio he? Jones
3: is on this football team.
2: Well, supposedly. We'll see if he even plays. Uh, did not practice on Wednesday with a hamstring injury. AJ Brown didn't practice because of illness. And just one other quick thought. I mean, this this game, the, I, there's a lot of good things going for the Chiefs here. <laughs> the fact that the Titans are oh, beat up. They're mm-hmm. beat up and they played on Monday. They played on Monday Night Football in a highly emotional football game. Uh, So there are some things that could be very nice and very helpful for the Chiefs as they try to win this football game. Uh, And if they're going to win this football game, some players to watch
3: on the defense are Chris Jones. Uh, Lots of talk about Chris Jones this week. Is he going to play defensive end? Is he going to play defensive tackle? Where are they going to move him? Uh, Derrick Henry loves to hit those cutback lanes. Loves, loves, loves to hit cutback lanes. We saw the last time that Chris Jones played defensive end in 2019. Granted, that was a long, long time ago. (laughs) He had trouble shutting the back door, squeezing that gap through the offensive tackle. I think that he's been a little more improved, but he's also not quite the same player and can't really alter the path of Derrick Henry when running the ball as much as he does when he's on the interior. Just tell Chris Jones, you're not too gapping. You're not trying to hold a specific gap. Get upfield, try and wreck something. Because much like Willie Gay, like I just talked about, you get Chris Jones upfield, you either get pressure, you reroute Derrick Henry, or if play goes away from you, okay, so it did. But Get him upfield. I want to see him at defensive tackle this week. I think that's the more natural fit in this specific game for Chris Jones'
1: Chris Jones's abilities. Once again, I'm sticking in the same position, but I'm going with Frank Clark. I don't think we've talked enough about Frank Clark since he's come back kind of from injury. He clearly is bothered by these hamstrings. He can't turn. He can't accelerate. But guess what? He's still going out there playing you know, well. I'm not saying he's playing good, but he's playing well. He looks like he has a little bit more power. He looks a little bit more dense like on the football field, but also in his play than he has in years past. So he's going to be going up against Kendall Lamb, a backup left tackle most of the time. He's got to own that side of the line of scrimmage. He's got to do a good job kind of forcing those runs back inside, muddying things up. But even more than that, he's got to go make plays. This is something that Steve Spagnuolo does ask out of his defensive ends. You're not just a contained player. You do also have to play through that tackle, and make plays. Frank Clark's been good at that throughout his career. He's been good at that these last couple games for the chiefs When teams have run at him. He has to continue that this week. If he can be the guy that gets a little bit of pressure off the edge, that would be great. He's going up against a backup tackle. Again, his pass rush has been up and down. I think it's a lot more power. It's not a lot of juice off the edge, but there is an ability there to make a quarterback uncomfortable. The chiefs are going to need it this game to get Tannehill off his spot And to help stop Derrick Henry, I do think that Frank Clark, Mike Dana on the other side as well are going to play pivotal roles if you do want to stop this rushing attack.
2: So there is one player in the second level or third level of the chief fence that really can match the level of physicality that Derrick Derrick Henry can present or has the best chance of matching that physicality. And it's Nick Bolton. This is a guy that Craig talked a little bit about run blitzing a little bit. I'd love to see I'd love to see Nick Bolton getting in the mix there and trying to, you know, meet Derrick Henry in the back, in, in, you know, behind the line of scrimmage a little bit. I'd like to see what happens when Nick Bolton gets, you know, a play between the tackles, one on one in a gap against Derrick Henry because I think he's the guy with the best chance of doing something with it. Um, this is the kind of you know, this is the kind of player. This is the kind of you know, tone to a game that that this is this is this is where Nick Bolton can shine. This is the kind of game I think he can have a lot of success in. So give me Nick Bolton as a guy to watch in this game because the Chiefs don't have that kind of physicality, that kind of down, that downhill mentality, attacking style mentality, and physicality to match it. And I'm curious to see if Nick Bolton can make a couple of those big plays uh, against Derrick Henry. The biggest challenge that he's faced in, you know, in between the tackles Uh, this year it's gonna be interesting to see on the outside runs too if he's able to kind of get into those positions too but i'm more interested in some of the downhill plays we might see prediction time what you got craig
3: well as you can tell we're we're pretty high on the tennessee titans ability to score points um (laughs) as evidenced by how much time we spent on that we're also very high on the Kansas City Chiefs' ability to score points, particularly against this secondary. I do think that that defensive line could give the Chiefs' tackle, specifically, some trouble. But I think we're about to see Patrick Mahomes on a different level feeling himself against a bad secondary, putting it on that bad secondary. I think this is going to be a ridiculously high-scoring game. I think there are some quick scores in this game, too. I'm going... Chiefs win
1: 45-41. Take the over, baby. Woo. I'm with Craig. I think there will be a lot of points here. I think that both offenses are clearly better than the defenses in the game. You know, Chiefs offense better than Titans defense, and you know, Titans offense better than Chiefs defense. I do think that the Titans defense, specifically with that front four, they do provide a chance to get a stop here and there by forcing a negative play. They have a chance to blow up some stuff. The problem is they're facing like the best third and long team that's ever existed with Patrick Mahomes, this Kansas City Chiefs team. So even if you do get a sack and you set them behind the sticks, does it really matter? I have the Chiefs winning 35-27, to but I do think that the offenses look a lot better than what that score says. I just trust the Chiefs' ability to attack what's a relatively softer, easier to throw a pass against middle of the Tennessee Titans defense. Yeah, Kevin Bayard's great when he's playing deep center field, taking stuff away. But David Long, Rashawn Evans, those slot corners, like these guys aren't stopping the middle of the field very well. I think the Chiefs take advantage of it, and they do enough to corral Derrick Henry to hold the Titans to a 27.
2: I was wrong on the KCSN live post-game show, or maybe, yeah, I was on, I was on the live post-game show where I said that. No, you no, were wrong.
3: You're never wrong. What are you talking about?
2: I was because I said that the Chiefs turned the ball over at the same rate that the Washington football team, and actually they contributed to their deficit. Still, three to two. I don't think that happens in this game. I think the Chiefs do still have a turnover. I still think it's in plus territory. Uh, I think it. Who has it? Call
1: him out. Call out the player now.
2: No, I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, I do know. I think. Well, how about this? Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon has a great game, but also has a plus territory turnover. Um, yeah, I think the Chiefs win the turnover battle, though, and I think they win this football game, thirty-eight to thirty-four. Defense does enough to, you know, to get enough stops. Offense remains uber efficient. Um, it's going to be an immensely stressful game because there's going to be moments of helplessness playing Derrick Henry in that offense because it happens anytime you play him. And it happened even in the Titans in the AFC championship game where we were stressed out of our minds during the first half of that game. 38-34 Chiefs win, move to forward three, get back on track. Let's see what happens. That is going to do it for the KC Laboratory Game Preview Edition. Thank you so much for watching, listening, wherever you're consuming this. I'll catch you later.